0: Talkers, Thanks for listening to the adventures of Bradley and Dawn with Mike holding everything together. Bradley is back from vacation. He has a lot of stories to share, but he had a boo-boo. Did you have a boo-boo, Bradley? Yeah, I don't have a ton of stories
1: to share from vacation, but what I do have for you is a stain on my couch. And I know you're thinking to yourself, "You? I don't want to hear about your stain. Want to see my stain?
0: What did you do?
1: Well, it was an accident. No, I was just bebopping around the house yesterday trying to get everything back in order. We were gone for a couple days. And um, I had to write some stuff down quick on a list. And for some reason, I was like walking around through the house with a Sharpie and in the back of an envelope to write my list down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to sit down and write this down. So I sat down in a place I don't normally sit. It's my sunroom. We don't really... Sit in the sunroom, but what else are you going to put in the sunroom? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, anyway, moral of the story is, I don't normally sit in there. That's where the nice furniture is. So I sit down on the couch to write my list. And I put, I don't know what made me do this. I put the back of the, or the envelope on the couch. Okay. And I started writing on my list.
0: Yeah?
1: On the couch. And as I was done... I moved my hand and I don't know. My hand has a mind of its own sometimes, as do many of my appendages. <laughs> Hands and feet. Get your mind out of the gutter. I
0: wasn't thinking that. Oh, you were too. I really That's wasn't. Why you no, I was thinking about your legs flailing around. I
1: was thinking of it. Okay. Oh, Thank you, Mike. You. Mike was being honest.
0: You're dirty.
1: Oh, no, Don. You are never dirty, which is why you look at lumberjack videos on your iPhone.
0: That was one time because my friend likes it.
1: Anyway, my hand flailed and ah! I, I know literally I don't know like if you if you just <laughs> randomly tuned into me in my house on any given day and I'm like walking through my house something is going to hit a wall
0: mm-hmm. or
1: I'm going to trip or I'm going to yeah. knock something over or spill something because I'm, I'm just a klutz.
0: Cl- yeah, I'm real clumsy.
1: Have <laughs> been my whole life. Anyway, I ended up writing on the damn couch.
0: With an With key? a Sharpie. Oh,
1: oh, no. Because first of all, who does a list with a Sharpie? I could have grabbed a pen, but no, I grabbed a Sharpie. Mm-hmm. And then I'm writing a list on my fancy couch. The couch, it's not my fancy oh, no. couch. Did, but did, did Jamie see? Well, I had to immediately report myself.
0: Why? Because I was like. Don't.
1: Well, Dawn, see, here's the thing. He'll know. He's going to know at some point. And I was like, there, surely he's got some secret for how to get stains out because he's the laundry master in our house. Okay. He's like, I don't have time for this. You need to figure it out.
0: <gasps> was he mad?
1: Well, of course. He was just like he was in a space anyway, because, you know, when you get back from uh, being off on vacation, whatever. You
0: don't want to be off. You just got,
1: you've just got like a hundred things to do. And his mind was moving. So he had no time. So I was like, well, this is fine. I'll just go, go Google it. So I Googled how to get out a stain. I don't know if it was the right thing to do, but it worked. What? It actually worked almost 100% Sharpie removal. And I just Googled something. And I thought to myself, uh well, and truth be told, after I did this thing, and I'll tell you what it is in just a moment, I told a friend at the gym later that night, and she was like, oh, yeah, have you ever tried this? And I was like, no, how do you people know this stuff? Can I guess? Yeah. Is it? The stain remover. You yeah. Mean, yeah.
0: Is it hairspray?
1: No, but that, I did come across something that said hairspray, but, but it. that's
0: just for an ink pen. Okay. Not a, not a sharp It was like sharpie.
1: hairspray and cotton balls. This was not that. Do you have any guesses, Mike? I don't to get sharpie out a fancy couch. No, just a couch. It's not fancy, it? but
0: no, I don't know.
1: You take one tablespoon. of uh, baking soda. No one. One tablespoon. I get so tired of that answer. Why
0: are
1: you? Why are you so bitter about baking soda?
0: I just every they think you know everything like your reputation. You can take baking <laughs> oh soda God. and vinegar, and it's like the everything's The baking soda great. council ain't calling
1: you for an endorsement. Yeah. Uh, no, it was dish soap. A <gasps> tablespoon of dish soap, like Dawn. Yeah. And a tablespoon of white vinegar oh. in two cups of cold water.
0: Okay.
1: I dabbed that sucker and it got 90% of the stain out. Like there's still a tiny bit, which is why I brought this to the family today, because I need to know if there are any other recommendations for how to get Sharpie out of upholstery.
0: What colors count?
1: Six five one six four one one zero seven one. 641 Send me an email because I would love to know. It's like an olive uh, okay. fabric.
0: I won't say toothpaste then
1: yeah is toothpaste a thing
0: well, if you need to get some stains off of the wall, you can like dilute toothpaste and it can work like pen marks you don't seem off real confident about that I do, but if you have a seri if you have a paint situation that can be like white walls, it's better with white walls,
1: okay, toothpaste on white walls well, this is not white walls, it is not white furniture, but um my friend just, just said Dawn. she didn't know the the vinegar sharpie. thing an olive sharpie to just cover over it yeah Some, that see that's the genius <laughs> idea i would have had in college um are you a stain prone person don oh wait yes you are so yes. what have you done in the past
0: what have i done with what for
1: stains well, or do you just I not tell know. MC?
0: i do know You just
1: flip the cushion
0: um I do know that um like greasy stuff if you spill something on your shirt yeah and you have like even if you wash it ten times yeah. if you have a grease stain on a t shirt or something, Murphy's oil soap will oh. get it out.
1: Okay, Murphy's oil yeah, soap. Even if
0: you've dried it several times, it really will. You have to put it on there directly, scrub it, scrub it, and then soak it in like a small pan of water for a while and then wash it and okay. it'll be fine.
1: Awesome. Let's uh go to the phone. So do we have Mike? we got Diane first. Diane's got an idea. Okay, Diane, what can I do, honey? I got 10% of this stain to get out.
0: Hey, Bradley, call Patrick the laundry guy. I've heard him talk about getting Sharpie out of other stuff. I can't remember what it was, but call Patrick.
1: I'm going to call Patrick. In fact, I'm going to go right out in the break and talk to Lori and Julia and see if we can get his answer. That's (laughs) a great idea.
0: thank you. He'll help you. You bet.
1: Thank you, sweetie. Love you. Thanks for listening. Um, do we have anyone else on the line? Yeah, we got Deborah on the line as well. Deborah, honey, what what am I doing?
0: Okay, well, I know that this works for upholstery in the car. Okay, um, and it sounds weird. Brake fluid. Oh, Girl, that real scary.
1: I don't know if well, I could put brake
0: just, just a little tiny bit and get it out, and then you can use hot water to okay. get out
1: residual but it does get the stains up all right so all right deborah gosh you guys are coming through with all sorts of suggestions um sounds oh hi
0: deborah
1: deborah thank you who do we got Mike? we've got amy who's got all the details about what patrick would say oh okay good
0: (laughs) no i've been screaming at my car like amidex Amodex.
1: Okay, I read about this stuff, <laughs> and that? Janie said, no, you don't need to buy anything. Tell me about Amodex.
0: It's this little itty-bitty bottle, and I think I got it at, like, Menards. Um, and it was specifically designed to remove ink. Like, some guy that formulated it originally was a printer, worked with printing presses, or something like that. So he developed it to remove ink from his hands. So, oh, and wow. it, But it removes almost anything. Patrick oh. was... He gets all the credit for this
1: answer. Okay. No, I appreciate that. You can take credit, too, because you actually stopped what you were doing to call in and yell yeah, at the phone. Yeah,
0: that's so nice of you. Okay. It's all about me, then.
1: Okay. Yeah. No, it rightly <laughs> should be. Okay. It's fine.
0: <laughs> we we I can see. relate. Thank, Thank you, you, sweetie. Amadex, Australian medical exams. That's all I see online. No, I don't think we're
1: doing medical exams. Australian
0: medical But I read exams. about
1: this Amadex stuff, and literally, Jamie goes, you're not buying anything. <laughs>
0: Jamie.
1: She's like, you're not wasting money on stuff. You don't know if it's going to work.
0: Just But now that it?
1: I know that Patrick, the laundry guy, would recommend it, I'm going to put that on my list of things to buy and not tell him about. It, and I'm just going to put it in. the So then, uh, anyway, I will say, Dawn, if you need to get Sharpie out in a pinch yeah. from Fabric, the dish detergent vinegar thing was highly successful, such that Jamie literally responded, also, I honestly, sincerely, deeply cannot believe how good that bleeping cushion turned out. Thank you.
0: Oh, <laughs> so, Jamie, he doesn't
1: give thoughts like that unless they're warranted. I just want you to know.
0: Warranted? What so, do you mean?
1: He doesn't give faint praise.
0: Oh wow! Yeah,
1: you don't. You don't get just like, oh, that's a great job, knowing full well it ain't a great job. Okay. Listeners, thank you for calling it. Amodex. A few ha- Amodex. A-M-O-D-E-X. Not
0: am- Dex. No. That is an Australian medical exam.
1: Yeah, we're not taking those because we'd fail.
0: <laughs> I might take one Listeners, if it's an Australian given to me. Be-
1: I No, you're not going to pass. <laughs> How do
0: I get out Australian men who are also what? lumberjacks out of my brain?
1: Is he a lumberjack? Is he? uh, Excuse me. Imaginary person. Oh, you have imaginary Australians in your brain. Uh
0: huh. Lumberjacks who are giving medical exams. There's no. Okay.
1: What? What is he examining?
0: I don't know. I'm I'm down for it. Okay. Well, you've got
1: you've got a few minutes in the break to fantasize about that. (laughs) But when we come back here on the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, these two are going to work our last nerve. Kim Zolciak, and oh, Croy Bierman.
0: Crap.
1: Don't say crap. You brought the I, story, let, girl. Let's talk
0: about Lumberjacks. Honey,
1: you're the one who brought it. <laughs> Don't you call you got to share honey. it. Too late. Now get okay. out of here. We'll be right back.
0: Don here for David lazinski and his team at First Equity Mortgage. Uh, when I moved to Minnesota, I went in knowing absolutely nothing about buying a home, and by the time I left his office, I was confident through his help that not only was it possible but i could start looking that day with a loan from first equity now here's a note from customers elizabeth and tim who chose first equity instead of a big bank they said our experience with torbin was exceptional he had a vast array of knowledge and was accessible and easy to grasp his kindness patience and excitement for us meant everything isn't that awesome thank you elizabeth and tim for that now buying a home or refinancing can be one of the biz biz busiest, not busiest, but biggest decisions you make in your life. And my partner MC and I ended up refinancing through David and we were amazed at the low rate that he found for us. So call David today, 763-251-8000 or you can find his info on our MyTalk website, keyword David. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it?
1: That's where Bank of America can help.
0: Welcome back to the show. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk 1071. All right. Um, we did hear that about a month ago, Kim Zolciak had accused Croy Bierman, her uh, husband. They're not fully divorced yet. So, you know, not ex-husband, but in the process of divorcing. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, accused him of stealing her things. And selling them. Well, you know, she made police reports. TMZ, I'm sure, got a hold of those reports. And that is how we heard the story. Okay. So now we have... So um, nothing's
1: changed, basically.
0: Right. We have, you know, and, and the biggest story that we saw was this explosive body cam footage that of Croy just <laughs> going crazy. Yeah. The cops arriving at their house after kids called their kids, scared about their parents fighting and he was going ballistic just rage croy was very very scary and then the, the last thing that has happened is you know her at the police station well now we have body cam footage of just a cop not at their house but sitting out down at the police station with kim um it's about a two minute clip but this is less than a minute of her talking about exactly what he stole and just the situation that's going on and once again, I'm like, I know that neither of them are handling this divorce properly. It's just from beginning to end wrong, especially for their kids. But I just wanted to play you a little bit of what is going on and what she's accusing him of. All right. So... Stolen per- jewelry yep. and purses. Well, all the jewelry was mine before I ever met him. All the jewelry that he sold. Every, my daughter's jewelry as well. And when did this occur? So, I knew that the purses were stolen in May. Some of which were gifts mm-hmm. from my kids and from friends and things like that. Mm-hmm. I've asked for them back. He won't give them back. Um, I'm talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I could not get in the safe until last month. The jeweler sent me a picture. Some lady sent me a picture on Instagram and said, I love your bracelets. I'm so thankful. I'm like, what? And then I called my jeweler and he Corey got $25,000 in cash for some of my pieces. But the big watches and all the diamond bracelets and the diamond necklaces and whatever. Um, I don't know where he sold. Mm. Uh, I mean, OK, so I didn't know that. Like, so I know that when you marry someone, like, all, it's community property. Like, my things are yours and yeah, your things are your, mine.
1: depending on your prenup.
0: Yeah, and, you know, the cop in the footage that you don't hear that I cut out, he's like, okay, so you're not divorced yet, so that's all belongs to him as well. And she said, no, my attorney wanted me to come here because they said that anything that was purchased before the marriage that I own, like my my jewelry that I yeah. had before. That actually belongs to me, and he can't sell it. So, oh gosh, I don't know. Well, what the what's rules interesting?
1: Are. Well, what's interesting is that this is not the first time we've heard of this behavior, but it was in reverse because you remember he was alleging that she was selling stuff that she was not entitled to. Now, yeah. I'm not saying who's right or wrong. I'm just saying that these two have fought over that very issue. Mm-hmm. And I could see a system or a system. I could see an instance where they both are doing things that they shouldn't because they think they're entitled to do them. I'm sure he thinks, ah, what's half is, you know, and she's already taken all my money. I'm not saying it's right. I could just see where he Mm -hmm. in his head thinks, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, pay off some of these bills with this money that, you know, is just sitting there.
0: Uh, Yeah. And so the two things that come to mind for me is, First of all, she says she has hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of jewelry Sell and, it! and goods. Pay you, your bills. You owe American Express like two hundred thousand dollars. Great, take some of that and pay it off.
1: But wait, there's more. They also owe the federal government. They owe the ha- the the mortgage yeah. on their house, and I think they also have a
0: casino bills. Just make an like effort. a
1: refinance or what do you call that? Like a line of credit that they took out against uh their mortgage yes. so I, these people own a bunch of money to your point they need to start selling whatever they got to pay their bills
0: and the one thing against him that i will say is absolutely wrong without question is that he stole the kids jewelry
1: oh god don't like, do that
0: like her, the adult daughters that he adopted he sold that jewelry He took that jewelry and is selling that. According to Kim. Like Brielle's jewelry. Now, on camera, you also see that she has flown in. She, at the beginning of this thing, is like, I've flown in my daughters. They are here with me to say, yes, this has happened. He's stolen their jewelry. So it's like, "Mm, okay, that's where, you know.
1: I don't know. I don't trust either of these fools. uh, I I think they need to go to their corners, get away from each other. Yeah. Pay their bills, mm-hmm. liquidate whatever assets they have.
0: Someone needs to force them, and someone yeah. please buy that house so they are forced to get away. Well, it from tells each other. you
1: the fact that it hasn't sold, and that Mike, weren't you saying for the listener they have this really expensive house that's on the market? They're behind on the mortgage; they haven't paid it for like a year. Um, There was a nearby house that sold for more. Yeah, the one right next to it. Now, we did look at the pictures of that and it was a a nicer house, Um, but it was listed for a slightly more. But my point is, I feel like they're trying to get more than that house is worth, Mm -hmm. which is why it hasn't sold, right? Because real estate doesn't care like whether you're good people or not. They just care that it's a good deal. Um, or that there's a hot market. And obviously, neither of those two things is the case or that house would have been sold. So it just makes me think that that it's not worth what they're trying to sell it for.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's like, ugh,
1: I don't know. Thank you for that update. It's good to know that they're not doing any better than they were last time we spoke. I <laughs>
0: know, please.
1: When we come back, Dawn is going to interpret some dreams right here on My Talk 1071. Hey, My Talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at light. You know light the Twin Cities-based organization that spreads itself across the globe, currently in over 20 countries, helping over 4 million displaced persons, who've been forced to leave everything they have behind because of war, conflict, famine, you don't have to uh, go far on social media or when you turn on the tv at night to see that increasingly people are on the move and not because they want to be when that happens there are plenty of needs for those folks whether it's housing whether it's clean drinking water or food and thankfully groups like Alight are there doing that work day in and day out you can participate you can support those folks and the best way I know to do that is with a light. specifically their subscription for good campaign. Head to wearealight.org today to learn more about how you can uh, support those who are displaced. I'm Bradley Trainer,
0: And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item.
1: A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out
0: Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 107.1. If you missed all the action this morning with the My Talk Awards, you can go back and listen to that. Just go to our show links page. It's actually in our feed as well, um, and you can find out what happened this morning. Bradley was in attendance to uh, listen to see who won this morning and. What happened, Bradley? Yep. Um, And I'll be here again tomorrow.
1: You were here on Monday and Tuesday. I was here today. And then I'll be here again tomorrow. We have two more chances to win. We got so close. Mm -hmm. So close today. But sadly, uh, we're still one point in. Tied with Jason and Alexis. That's right. It's anybody's game. So tune in tomorrow bright and early at 8 a.m. You'll, of course, already be listening to Jason and Alexis in the morning.
0: Exactly. Okay. Let's interpret some dreams. Why don't you tell me about your dream? dream. I was, back, I was in back in high school, school and, I and I was supposed was to take a, take a test. test. I was naked at work again. I was driving, I was driving my, car my car and I couldn't control the it. Then, then I fell, I fell, off, fell off, off a cliff, cliff with, with Leonardo to Do you know what this dream means? Dreamweaver dream
1: Dawn. Dreamweaver dream Dawn. Dream Dawn. Dawn, you want to interpret some dreams? Fabulous. We've got some wonderful emails from listeners. They sent their dreams in for you to interpret Dear listeners. If you've got your own dream, stay tuned. Don will tell you exactly how you can get your dream interpreted for a low, low fee that you'll pay.
0: To a fee? Uh, no. What?
1: No, you, Dawn doesn't charge anything. I do. Dawn, are you ready? Yep. All right. First, we've got Jen. Jen says, Dear Dawn. I've had multiple dreams lately where I'm either, excuse me, I'm either topless or naked, either at work or in public public places.
0: No, public.
1: I didn't say that. You did.
0: (laughs) Okay. Is this my inner nudist trying to escape? She also says. Oh, she did say that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay Jen no this is a very simple dream to interpret nothing uh, to do with nudity nope uh, unless you love being nude and you really do want to be a nudist try it out <sighs> maybe not um, not this time of year. in this country you can go to Europe and go to the beach well, and we got be
1: beaches but just oh. seems like right now it's not so
0: yeah it just wouldn't be pleasant okay it's so this wrask. has to do with you being honest with people And you really need to think about just another layer of this. I don't know how you feel about being nude in your dream. If you're embarrassed about it, that's a different thing. So the day before or 48 hours before, you were open and honest when you were out and about talking to people, doing things, maybe at work or whatever function you were at. You said things and later on you thought about, wow, I really shared And you might have regretted that or you just acknowledged it. So in your dream, you're acknowledging that you were mm-hmm. honest with people. Yeah. That's what it means.
1: All right. So yeah. pretty basic, but mm-hmm. also totally relatable. I'm sure a lot of people have had nudie dreams.
0: hmm Yeah.
1: <sighs> nudie dreams. You want another one? Yeah. Okay. Let's go to Diane Pepe.
0: Oh, this is... Okay, this is... Diane is like... First of all, there's a Diane in Twin Peaks, but I feel like this is a very... She has two dreams, and it's very Twin Peaks.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) Which one do you want me to read?
0: Well, the first one. Read that one. This is the most Twin Peaks.
1: So Diane says the following. Dear Dawn, in Europe, presumably in her dreams, I travel in a bus with a man who had a baby who could place curses and shapeshift. The father... Left on a 90-day trip, and I traveled back home with the baby to care for him. The baby killed me to have an adult relationship with a driver named Diane. Okay, Diane. <laughs> what? I'm a little scared. Now, Mike? I
0: want to remind you that the driver, his name is Diane, the driver of the bus, and we're getting an email from, from Diane. From Diane! Oh, my God. What does Diane. this mean? Oh, God, Diane, I just sat here, and I was like, oh, God. Okay. So any type of vehicle. Do you ever get dreams and
1: you're like, you know what? Maybe I just won't read that one.
0: <laughs> no, this one's Clearly. really interesting. No, Clearly. It was like, oh man, this is really a good, like David Lynch script. So Diane is on a bus. A bus is um, any vehicle is your body. Okay. Now, since you're in a foreign country, this means that you actually feel. Like your body is, it's a foreign thing right now. So for some reason, your body is foreign to you. Um, the man is actually your subconscious mind. And for some reason, you've had this new idea and the, the new idea is the baby. And the fact that it can shapeshift, that means that there's something that's going on with this new idea and you were unaware of the cause of things. Because you're believing that it can cause, it can actually do magic and shapeshift and and put curses on people. Okay. Which means that you're believing in a magic, which means you're not trusting in the cause of how things cause and effect. Okay. Okay. So you're putting like this magical thing on this new idea that you're doing and your conscious mind ends up taking over And then you realize that you're actually afraid of this new idea that you had and you back off and you can't make a connection to your subconscious mind. And you see that this new idea has changed you too much and also your body as well. And it's caused you to change yourself too much. Okay. Okay. So, and then the baby grows up and has an adult relationship with the driver of the yeah, bus. Yeah, which also,
1: by the way, killed you.
0: Mm-hmm. And change in... But death the bus driver's your name, dream. Yeah, but you actually realize now you're driving the bus, which means now you're in control of your body again. And you are the driver. So you've having gone an adult through a relationship physical change? with a
1: shape-shifting, cursed baby.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> but which is your new idea? Sometimes I just, there are, <laughs> Which can be something like, let's say she got on a medication of some sort, oh. and she's like, I don't know, maybe it's a weight loss drug, or maybe you got pregnant, and you're like, I can't control my body right now. It feels foreign to me. It can be something like that. Okay. and So something has happened. Um, and this, you know, our brains are really dramatic. This is something that happened in the last 24 to 48 hours, your feelings about this situation. And I hope maybe, Diane, you're like, uh, nothing like that's happened. So, I bet
1: Diane is like, yep, makes perfect sense. Okay. By the way, Diane, if it does make perfect sense, just send her an email.
0: Yeah. And it could be something you've been thinking about that happened in the past. All right. So now here's the second part. Another dream that Diane had.
1: Wow, Diane, you had a two-parter. Yeah. Diane goes on to say, next dream, last night. I was cast in a a movie in the title of A Woman Named Diane. Diane is really focused on herself and her dreams. (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: So she's playing the part of a woman named Diane.
1: Can I just say? Yeah. We don't know that Diane is actually her name. So maybe, like, I wonder if her real name is not Diane, but she's still being called Diane, because I'd be like, what's that about?
0: Mm, like if you had
1: a different name in the dream
0: yeah
1: anyway next uh dream last night i was cast in a movie in the title of a woman named diane i was killed off and played a corpse she keeps getting killed Mm -hmm. who shot the movie for a day i wish i had known i was going to have a day of shooting uh i heard one film crew person say I was likely a first-time actress. Had I known any prior information, I would have researched what corpse behavior looks like as time lapses. I don't think there's really a lot of behavior going on with a corpse, Diane. Afterwards, the director said I took direction well. Some of all last night's dream would be great to hear from you. Thanks. Love the segment. I am so confused. All right. So
0: basically she had a dream that she was in a movie and she played the part of a corpse. Yeah. She overheard a crew member say, well, this is a first time actress. But she didn't know when she got on set that she would be playing corpse Diane.
1: She's like, but, I might look like a...
0: She's like, oh, I wish I would have prepared a for the role. corpse, okay? but I had no idea. But then she was relieved when she heard the director say, oh, she played a good corpse. That's the dream, okay? So when you dream of a movie, you're dreaming of your use of imagination. So in your imagination, you are playing a person who is someone... You're stuck in a state of change. Okay. okay? And how are you going to react to this? You're watching yourself, that's the crew member, go through this process and realizing you've never had to pretend that you are changing before. Now, you could be mentally acting out something that's going to happen soon, like pretending to be affected by someone else retiring from a job that you don't care about that's a good example so she is thinking about and using her imagination to have to pretend like she's changing like let's say something was happening here at work where it's like oh i'm so sad about b arthur retiring but you really are like good we're not supposed to talk about that oh wait but that's an example okay and you have to pretend like you're changed, but you're not. That's just an example. <laughs> that's not happening. Yeah. I'm just using that as yeah. an example. Okay, so that's Diane.
1: Gosh, Diane. Diane very you deep. just
0: gave a lot.
1: You did. Let's... So we're going to give you something in return. And that is an opportunity to listen to the rest of the show. Uh, because that's what we're going to do. But Don, before we do the rest of the yeah. show, will you tell listeners how they can submit a dream?
0: You can go to our website, mytalk1071.com, and you can find our show page, Bradley and Dawn, in a drop-down menu, and then that is where you will find our email addresses. Email me and put in the subject dream, Dream and then in a paragraph, sum up your dream. You don't have to tell me every detail of, like, what color your shoes were or anything like that, because I don't need to know that. Keep it brief! sum up the dream for me.
1: Yeah. All right, Dawn, thank you very much. Uh, and I
0: am behind. Like, these are from the 15th of June, yeah. or not June, of January. So I say That's, June is that's a little... I go through each one, and, and it's like, you know, a couple weeks. Yeah.
1: So. All right, when we come back here on the adventures of Bradley and Dawn, from dreams to toxic behavior. We haven't had a chance to talk about Brittany and Justin together as a family, so we're going to do that. But mostly, um, I just want to talk about recently on her Instagram, she said she was being poisoned. Oh. Anyone?
0: Oh, I didn't be concerned? see that.
1: I think we should be concerned, but I'll tell you why when we come back right here on Monday Talk 1071.
0: Hello and welcome to the show. Bradley's back, you guys. Thank you for listening the last couple of days with guest host Colleen Lindstrom. And um, you've got a story for us about Brittany. She said something about poison on her social media. Wow. I just hope I don't get a migraine. Come through.
1: Oh, my God, Dawn. Somebody's poisoning Brittany. What
0: are you talking about? I miss this.
1: Well, I don't know that this is actually a thing. But what turned me on to this particular story or made me want to know more was a headline from the Daily Mail. Because, of course, they're really good at trolling us for clicks. Britney Spears bizarrely says food tastes delicious with just a small amount of poison. Ooh. Okay. So then I was like, what are they talking about? Well, actually, look, it's just another day on Instagram for Britney Spears. So she posted this. And let me just get back to this because I got sidetracked by Instagram and the thing with the thing. And here it is. Okay. Uh this was from 16 hours ago and I, I I'll read quickly. <clears throat> There's a picture by the way of two girls. Um they look like two little watercolor pictures of girls in cups like martini cups or um cocktail cups. Okay. They look like basically like cocktail girls. Like think of strawberry shortcake but cocktails. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and it says so weird it kind of sounds kind of sounds like They are saying I can't read in the diamond outfit videos I made. I mean, if you really listen, I mean, damn, how mean would that be? Who knows? Either way, a clueless approach comes in handy sometimes. I mean, just a year ago, I was able to drink cocktails, and I'm still in shock because I had no idea how delicious food would taste with just a small spin of poison. But you know my friends, I'm not bitter at all. I don't find it poor decision making on my behalf of my family to keep that from me for 15 years. I don't find it demoralizing or incredibly cruel. I learned from them exactly what it means to really love. What are you guys drinking tonight? Hope y'all can read in the or read the menu.
0: What? I I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. But
1: then I realized it doesn't matter because it's Britney Spears and she's not meant to be understood, right? She wrote a book. We read oh it. Gosh. We got it. Now back to her regularly scheduled programming. That's <clears throat> the latest. Now I will say, I, I don't know if part of this has to do, sorry, I'm not used to using words for two days. It's
0: okay. so mm, weird. It mm. kind of sounds like they're saying I can't read in the diamond outfit. I have to
1: lubricate my throat. Um, the, Who are they? The, in the, p- wo- the post from two days ago talks about some new project she's going to work on called Sex and Diamonds. Uh, you that... said you think it's a perfume. Yeah, I
0: think it's perfume.
1: She says, tease for a new project coming up soon, Sex and Diamonds. P.S. Swipe to see diamonds. And then you swipe and it's her dancing in a diamond costume.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Do you think she's going to do like a full ass like perfume thing and then she'll have like a video for it? Like yep. Barbara or uh, Barbara, Elizabeth Barbara Taylor, Barbara, you know, Elizabeth Taylor, like white diamonds. These boys have, or these have always brought me luck boys and then throw yes. diamonds on the table.
0: Mm-hmm. White diamonds. Yes, it'll be sex and diamonds. That's the name of her. You don't perfume. think it's a song? Nope. Why? She does not want to do music again. She said she doesn't want to perform or do you be in the music industry Uh, but she loves to make money on some perfume
1: so other than perfume what would sex and diamonds be
0: um painful
1: (laughs) (laughs) it depends on where they are i mean
0: yeah (laughs) um sex and diamonds (sighs) god i'm just thinking of (laughs) things she's done before
1: yeah, I mean, it's probably, I don't know, again, trying to make too much sense out of it is probably like, uh, that's a, a f- not something I mean, you want to spend a lot of time on.
0: Costumes, <clears throat> like dance costumes.
1: Oh, like she's doing a line of like, you know, dance. Like costumes. Vegas
0: wear dance style costumes. That'd be kind
1: of awesome. I don't know. Hey, I know I was gone when you guys talked about the Justin thing. Yeah. Uh, because like the Britney fans, of course, were making her music trend, which was so deliciously petty. Um, but did you have any like hot reactions to that? Because when I saw it, I just thought, well, that's just the internet being petty. I don't think Britney is actually that petty. In fact, it, I was expecting that she was going to say something nice about Justin because typically Mm. what happens is her fans are petty. Mm. And so they are going to take every opportunity to like, you know, give him the finger
0: her honor which for her. she never
1: asked for and it's that mm-hmm. whole infantilization of britney that drives me nuts so like people like the fans have to take care of her it's Like yeah. no you don't she is perfectly fine taking care of herself and also i guarantee britney spears does not want you smack talking justin or like trolling him and sure enough she responded with like hey guys you know, I'm sorry if some of the things she, she kind of took it out on herself, which was rude. Yeah. But I just wish the fans wouldn't have gone there because then it makes her feel like she's got to respond because I'm sure she feels like she's responsible for all the
0: but negative the energy. Thing. You know, fans think they have to do this because one time she said, if it weren't for the fans, I wouldn't be free. Yeah. If it weren't for the free Britney movement helping me. Get out of the conservatorship and squawking about all this. I wouldn't be free, so I owe you my life. So that said, I'm giving the go ahead for yeah. you to always defend me. Yeah. So they're never going to give up. They're always going to do this. Yeah, because they're like, look at how yeah, we they, were validated and we were right. Permission structure. Yeah,
1: to be petty and trolly on the. So internet.
0: they're always going to defend her because they feel like she needs them. It's like the ultimate fan moment. So they are like, it's a part of their life to do this, the hardcore Britney fans. Yeah, oh, I know. It is. So them doing this gives them pleasure, and they don't care if Britney likes it or not. But
1: that's what's so gross is like, they're not doing this for Britney. They're doing it because it makes them feel good.
0: It makes them feel good, and they think that she needs them. And it makes them feel like they
1: have power, and it makes them feel, to repeat what you just said, which I don't need to because you just said it, they feel like she wants them to do that.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Now, Mike, didn't we think or Colleen thought that it could be written by her publicist or
1: the, other people? The blind items uh, did have a, a, a oh, message yeah, that right. basically said uh, this is proof once again that uh, she doesn't have total control over her social media. So basically I, saying it was somebody else who posted that. I know that's been a theory yeah. and we have listeners who buy into that theory. You know who you are. Um, I, I just I can't live in that world yet. Because otherwise, I don't know why I can't. But I, I used to be that like suspicious of oh, that. Yeah. But I, I I honestly just feel like it makes total. I don't think you need that to see that Brittany is a very complicated person, and she feels like she goes back and forth. She's on a roller coaster of emotion. What I mean by that is that post where she apologized for some of the things she said about Justin.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Vaguely, that's what she was doing, right?
0: Yeah. She basically said, I am sorry if I hurt anybody that I truly care about.
1: And then went on to compliment his work yeah. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that seems totally plausible to me. Yeah. But but in a sad way. Yeah. And the sad way is, and it's not just me, because I've read people who've had the same reaction to this, is like, she's a person who's been through a lot of trauma. And people who've been through a lot of trauma are often going to feel like, oh, God, I don't want to be like... <sighs> Like if she felt in some way, well, she just has been because she because well, of the you feel like it's your fault. She feels like it's her fault and she feels like she doesn't want to make Justin mad or she doesn't want to make him unhappy, you know, and, and like she's taking that all on herself. And I think that's totally believable
0: yeah. that
1: she would be insecure about that. And so then she would rush online to be like, but also because in the book, when you read the book, she's very kind to Justin and in a way that she probably doesn't need to be. Right. Like she talks about the negative things that he did, Mm -hmm. but she frames it as sort of like, I think people were too hard on him or it was a different time. She kind of excuses that behavior, which just shows you that she's got complicated feelings about him.
0: I think it really does. I think it is Britney's voice because in the book several times she talks about how awful she felt about certain people doing her wrong. Yeah. But then she always says, I want to forgive them. Yeah. Like, I know that they were just doing whatever they thought they had to do at the time, but... I really do think that, you know, we can someday move past it. And then she'll tell another story about another crappy person. This is her personality. She wants to forgive. But and then she'll, that makes her but very then she'll sweet. go on
1: a tirade. So, she like, she's
0: going to tirade, Right. So, this it. So it that is her. seems
1: predictable. But I yeah. guess the people on the conspiracy side would say, well, she goes on those tirades on Instagram. So they're the ones yeah. that are manipulating what we think about her. I don't know.
0: Yeah. So there's like, there are three different versions that you can see. You can see that it's all Britney. I think and then you can see that it's somebody completely controlling Brittany or controlling her and they choose to sometimes make her look crazy and sometimes make her look coherent and then sometimes just manipulate the system. You know, or there's just the
1: I think it's, it's the Occam's awesome. razor.
0: I d- theory.
1: <laughs> Which is the most likely explanation is the easiest Brittany. one. That's yeah. Britney and she is a complicated person yeah. who has been traumatized and has gone through a lot of crap mm-hmm. and still doesn't have it figured out. And why should she?
0: Which version of Britney <laughs> wants to get top <laughs> We should have t shirts made
1: <laughs> for the fair. Like you get to buy, like I think Britney's Instagram is fake. I think it's real. See I how many t shirts win.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's good.
1: Nobody's going to do that. Hey, all right. Britney Spears, we love you. We wish you all the best. Did
0: she draw these pictures of these girls? I don't think so. But if she
1: did, she should really start a business. Mm -hmm. Because I would buy those little pictures. Yeah. They're really cute.
0: Oh, it's Carrie Draw is who did it.
1: Yeah, she always gives credit to the artist. Yeah. All right. The artist up next is one Bradley and Dawn with Mike. And we're going to be talking about something that I read on the internet last night, and it involves Hollywood gossip Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and bagels.
0: Ooh, a bagel blind item?
1: Bagel blind item when we return right here on My Talk 107.1.